Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 18th, 2022. It is a Friday, and might I add, it is a chilly Friday. Um, I mean, I guess I gotta get back into the swing of that, right? Um, I mean, if you've been listening throughout the ages, uh, there's always like that adjustment period for me, or just there's, there's like the extra cold episode. Maybe you can just tell that I'm all bundled up or whatever. I actually have to wear clothes as opposed to like the summer where like, you know, I just get to be freed up, <laughs> you know, I get to be more closer to my true self, if you feel me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've made it to the end of the week. We're at the week's end and, uh, overall gotta say good, you know, personal news stuff. You know, we like to get it out of the way at the top. Um, Food Corner. We had our Thanksgiving or holiday meal for the week at work. And your boy was able to scam two tickets. Because essentially you have to have a a ticket to eat. And I'm like, no, I'm not just going to eat one time. Especially uh, because this was like buffet style. So it's like. Your first run is like a survey. It's it's more important about getting the spread of things and make sure you get your your bang for your buck, right? So I wanted to capitalize there. Now I will say I was able to actually through the generosity of my coworkers slash friends, I got like I think like I got like three tickets. So I was in there like swimwear, maybe like four, but um, really only needed two. So we went through. I got. Uh, essentially the run of what we could get the salad which was like uh i want to say a caesar salad probably wrong there on the description but i had like carrots and had some tomatoes with a ranch dressing uh then they had green beans then they had mashed potatoes they also had turkey as like the main meat that was the only meat what should i say just only turkey they had rolls and the first run, the rolls that I saw were available was a rye roll or just a, what is it, like a white grain roll? Let's say that, whatever. And um, what else was there? And there was also gravy. Uh, and then you get to the end and there was a thing of cranberries. Now, these cranberries were different. It was like, uh, almost like, I don't want to say chutney. That's probably the wrong word. But it just felt like some kind of mix of some sort. It was not normal. There wasn't like any nuts or anything. It was just the cranberry. But essentially the taste of it was very peculiar. It had like almost like a lemony kind of thing. Like there was just extra additives in there somewhere. It was very bright, like colorful, but just not tasty not not the flavor i wanted out of my cranberries i was like maybe if i put this on the salad it would have been okay but i wouldn't have done that. i'm not a salad cranberry guy i don't really like fruit in my salad so uh essentially the whole meal uh it was okay i i would say it was edible obviously spoiler i do get seconds i use a second ticket and um you know the gravy was fine on everything that i put it on uh, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, free is me. I'm not going to complain about a meal. Uh, the second time I kind of just cut the cranberries and added like more bread and they had like a like a, a bread with, uh, 
sesame seeds or something on it. And I was like, all right, cool. I took that and I got more turkey. So it was a success. It was a good meal. It was fine. Another highlight meal, I guess I could add, I did the pot roast with rice again. Uh, that was very good. Thank you, Kroger, for that little baggie. But I added, uh, like, popcorn chicken. And I um, made, like, a sauce for that chicken, like a spicy sauce. And I put that on the pot roast because um, I'm a maniac. And then I had uh, a bagel on the side, two pieces of bread, and egg rolls. So... Those are my weird wonky meals of the week. Like I said, I'm doing pretty good. And uh, we can get into the news. I'm sorry I you know, kept you guys waiting. I don't know if you guys like me talking about my personal bullshit, but, you know, I'm not going to stop. I mean, my name would not be on the fucking podcast if I wasn't going to talk about my fucking self and insert my fucking opinions. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think people come here for the fucking NPR spin, for real. Um, but if so, I mean, I can, you know, I can send you a link or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into it. Um, Start off with CNN. Uh, You know, we usually do start with the Ukraine-Russia stuff. Uh, There were some developments, so, you know, I wanted to cover at least a couple of highlights. Uh, Poland acted with full restraint after missile killed two, two people, Ambassador tells UN. So, I mean, this was big, shocking news that had happened. Essentially... Yeah, what was it? I think it was Tuesday. But, um, yeah, Tuesday. There was a missile that crossed the border and hit, like, this rural farm area in Poland and killed two people. It was not a good scene. The initial report and what you, you know, you like, Zelensky and, um... You know, Ukraine had come out and said was like, yo, um, Russia has been shooting missiles at us, you know, constantly. And apparently these missiles have crossed, you know, into a NATO country and killed two people. And that's how the story was kind of, you know, initially put out. But, you know, Russia did deny that. And they said, no, um, you know, our, our missile wasn't, you know fired there you know we have a full report of where our missiles our missiles hit where they were supposed to hit so no that's that's not true um more information was coming out and it definitely seemed like maybe this wasn't a russian missile per se which obviously then makes things you know more, well it's awkward either way because i mean we're we're sitting on a potential world war three situation when a NATO country is getting hit and people are getting killed. Like, that's big, big time. That's like, oh, we might have to move with the clock type shit. But essentially things seemingly de-escalated well. Like, I don't want to say quickly, um, but I I would say, like, it was by Wednesday, Thursday, I was hearing interviews and stuff when people were asking Biden and stuff. I think he had just come back from, like, the G20 summit or whatever. Um, which I don't know if I'm really going to cover too much about him going and meeting with Xi Jinping. It's been busy. It's a lot of news, guys. That might be as much as I cover, but we'll see. Um, but essentially they had asked him, um, you know, hey, like, 
what's going on with the situation in Poland and, you know, is Russia responsible? And, you know, more or less Biden said, no, like, it doesn't look like from what the evidence is showing that Russia did this, which then kind of goes in, well, then what happened? And, you know, more or less from what is unfolding. Now, this, once again, is counter to what Ukraine is saying, but essentially what, you know, the evidence is looking like um, that these missiles were from Ukrainian air defense and they were potentially misfired in a way and, you know, crossed into Poland and hit these people. Now, essentially, people are still saying that the blame isn't on Ukraine, that this is still a war that was started and is being continued by Russia, and that inevitably the blame is on them for this situation. But obviously a very, very tense week for that. Um, I mean, I definitely thought this was going to be scarier if this scenario happened. I think a lot of people did. So, I mean, good that we are not, um, nuking each other yet. So, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed it, you, that we, things stay, stay good. Uh, vegan kosher. I don't know. Um, but we can kind of move on from there. I know I'm just kind of, obviously, if you want to read the article, get into it, get into the thick, uh, definitely, you know, it's I'm just kind of I'm riffing. We're riffing a little bit more today. <laughs> um, the next article I got from The Guardian. Uh, three men found guilty of murdering 298 people and shooting down of MH17. Now, this was a verdict that was handed down to three men there was a fourth man, but I believe he was acquitted. And two of these men were Russian. Um, let me see the other names. Um, Russian nationals, Igor Gherkin and Sergei Dub Dubinsky. Um, Dubinsky? I don't know, I'm getting that name wrong. Um, and then there was also an Ukrainian, Leonid, Leonid, oof, Leonid uh, Karchenko. Um, and let's see, they were found guilty of bringing down the plane and the murder of everyone on board. They were ordered to pay more than 16 million euros in compensation to the victim, um, and to the victims, sorry. Um, but essentially they were tried and sentenced in absentia. So that means they aren't there for the actual trial. I believe one of the men was actually did send in a defender and then like video called you know to kind of he said to in defense of himself and also his country um so i mean obviously this is a super bad scene this was something i didn't know about essentially i didn't know if i was going to cover it i mean this is something that took place in 2014 uh flight is going um and it breaks down the the composition of the, the passengers um, like, you know, who's who, like, you know, coming from where or going to where, you know, yada, yada, Um, but essentially they, the plane was shot down by a Russian made buck missile or B-U-K missile, um, from an agricultural field in Eastern Ukraine. Now, essentially these men were separatists and, you know, they were put in and, you know, this is obviously like post, you know, you know, Crimean invasion shit, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, essentially though, 
they um, did this really fucked up shit and shot down this plane. They didn't have to do it. They just did it. And, you know, when it comes to the Kremlin, they're like, well, they kind of do a thing where they try to, like, spread a little bit of misinformation along the way. They're like, hey, um, well, first off, this is messed up that we're not involved. We're not allowed to be involved in this whole process, this investigation that you guys are doing. And, I mean, essentially this investigation is pretty gruesome because they're saying, like, even, like, years after they're coming back to, like, the um, the area and, like, still finding, like, more evidence, still finding more, like, debris, more metal and stuff and just contents of the pilot or contents of the, the victims. So, I mean, really, like, sad stuff. Um, but essentially this has been, like, an ongoing case. So at least the silver lining here is that, like, there's been a verdict issued. You know, I wouldn't say that this justice is served, but at least, you know, people know that, like, hey, I believe there's even one of the men uh, potentially is on the battlefield in Ukraine. So, I mean, if he is captured, then, you know, potentially he could be tried. But, um, or, you know, he wouldn't be, I don't think he'd be tried. They wouldn't double, it's like a double jeopardy thing. You're already guilty. So it'd probably just, do a sentence and which would be like a life sentence oh excuse me there's the perp sorry guys sorry y'all um let's see um we'll read a quote from vladimir Zelensky. um vladimir Zelensky said it was an important court decision oh this is from a tweet um holding to account masterminds is crucial too as the feeling of impunity leads to new crimes. We must dispel this illusion. Punishment for all um, Russia's atrocities um, then and now is inevitable. Also, I've heard that a, there's like a kind of a consensus that this this act was a either like a foreshadowing or just a um, kind of like almost like a start from, you know, the occupation in Crimea saying like, look, we aren't just here for that. Like, we are going to expand. We are going to do more. Like, this is only the beginning type of vibe, I guess. Um, once again, that that kind of felt loose to me personally. But I've just been hearing the story, like, you know, listening to, like, to the podcast cycles, news cycles, at least ugh, about three times or so. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to cover it. Um just some miscellaneous news, though. I mean, a lot of airstrikes, kind of how I mentioned from the, the Poland part of the Ukraine stuff. Um, a lot of damage going into winter. I mean, I think, like, snowfall started this week for them in Ukraine. So, I mean, it, we're, you're looking at a really bitter winter, and you have engineers who are scrambling to try to get the lights back on. Uh, it's obviously not a good situation for the Ukrainian people and their energy situation. Um, obviously very fucked up that Russia has chosen this line, you know, of tactic. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a real fucking shame that this shit is just not stopping. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm finding myself really, once again, kind of having one of those moments where I'm like, this shit is still fucking going and i'm like i mean i've 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 talked about like speculating like i mean i don't think that this was just gonna get wrapped up but like they're just these moments where you just go damn dude like this is still fucking happening like people are still fighting over this shit like 
and I mean, obviously, there's there's other wars, other conflicts going on, and, and those have been going on even longer than this, but it's just crazy. It's crazy shit. Um, we move on, though, to some other international news, because I'm done with that. Um, let's see, I got this from Yahoo News and Reuters. North Korea fires a long-range missile landing near Japan. Draws condemnation. So, once again, I think this is what I'm not really going to hit on too much. I mean, there's been a lot of North Korea missile talk. This year, they've really fired off a lot, especially recently. Um, you know, a lot, like like some even hitting off the coast of Japan. But this one being an intercontinent, intercontinental ballistic missile. I'm just going to say ICBM from now on. Even though that, for some reason, makes me think of ICB. Um from Little Caesars, Italian cheese bread. Eat it if you haven't. It's pretty good for the price, I, I would say. Good cheese bread. Um, especially with the sauce. But essentially these missiles are, you know, very heavy military shit. You know, these these things can do a lot of fucking damage. Obviously the scariest thing about them is that they're missiles, uh, obviously the they big boom big boom. But these are the kind of missiles that you can attach a nuclear warhead to. And obviously now we're talking nuclear warfare. So that's scary. Um, They're saying that Japanese officials said um, the ICBM um, had sufficient range to reach the mainland of the United States and that landed just 200 kilometers or 130 miles off Japan. So it's showing that they are getting better at it. And I mean, essentially that is, I guess the process here is that, look, we are obviously a focused country on our military here. Like our motherfuckers aren't, people in our country are not eating because we want to make sure that we have the strongest military that we can muster uh, to potentially inevitably, according to them, like, you know, reclaim and unite Korea or yada 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 defend themselves against enemies you know what have you um I mean shoot I really I mean this is a tangent but I've I've listened to some like limited series on just the the cyber crime that North Korea gets into and it's very interesting I feel like I've definitely not talked about it enough on this podcast if maybe even at all but um definitely like what like the Lazarus heist that's a big one if you want to look that up and, and learn something there. It's very interesting. But uh, essentially, they are very focused on this this nuclear... Well, I mean, it's at least a missile program because eventually they are going to ramp it into a nuclear program. But this is something that they have, you know, that, um, you know, the West, South Korea, you know, Japan, multiple people are saying, like, yo, you have to stop. Like, you can't do this. Like... Um, let's see, I'll read a little bit more here. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris and leaders of Japan, South Korea, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand condemned the launch at an emergency meeting called on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, summit on Friday. So, and then they also are running more drills, like more air defense drills, more like planes in the air, stuff like that in response to this. So, I mean, it's it's just an, it's just a tightening of tension, you know? Um, 
And I mean, North Korea is just bound and determined to keep doing this, keep pushing it. Um, like I said, they've been firing a lot of missiles, just popping off. Um, there's been like shooting kind of situations, like like crossfire type shits that have happened. Um, I, I just haven't been like there was a week where like they were just popping missiles off, and I literally just didn't cover it because I covered it like a week or two before. And I was like, sheesh, like so. This one was a little bit bigger, so I wanted to kind of include it into the mishmash hodgepodge uh, but now we're going to move it back to the states for the next two um sadly not good news um uh, we have a shooting in one and uh stabbing the other uh, multiple people killed um this one i got from yahoo news and nbc news uh uva or uh, it's like university of virginia i believe um shooting suspect in custody the three students killed were on the football team, officials say. Um, let's see. I wanted to run the names off of these, of the students. Uh, one second. I think I passed it. Um, Yeah, let's read it from the top. Um, Marlene Lin Thang. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong names. Um, we'll just start from the top. Sorry about that, guys. Um, let's see. But a student, I'm trying to think of, yeah, they got the name of Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. Um, he was charged with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun. Um, and it was in the deaths of Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler, and Laval, Lavelle De Davis Jr. Um, but essentially, as I've heard the news and you know, kind of gleaned from this article, uh, Jones was a part of the team which was the Virginia Cavaliers or the UVA Cavaliers, sorry. Yeah. And um, he was part of this team in 2018, but he wasn't on the roster any time after that. So it's believed that he was like, let go of the team or something like that and maybe had some animosity. I'm not quite sure on the motive there, but, um, you know, allegedly, I guess, I don't know what words you're supposed to use in these kind of situations. You know, I'm not that official. But um, he came up onto, like, their school bus. It was, like, in a, in a parking garage. Um, or maybe, like, some people were out or whatever, and he shot into the, part, uh, the school bus. I'm not sure. But essentially, they had come back from a play in Washington, and one of the victims was asleep. And essentially, he shot and killed three people and injured two others. So, I mean, just a really sad situation. It's also more so that there was some signs. I mean, he had a gun. Like, it is that, he, like, this has been, like, reported that, like, he had told another person who wasn't affiliated with the school, but it came out that, like, he had told him, like, hey, I have a gun. Um, but they didn't have any, like, intention or anything like that. So there's nothing that they could do about it. Um,. But essentially, after that shooting, he was on the run, and there was a remain in shelter order put in place on the campus and whatnot, and like the, the area. 
Um, but, you know, police authorities apprehended him um, just before 11 a.m., about 75 miles southeast of the university's campus. So, I mean, there's a really sad state of affairs. Um, I don't know if more is going to come out. Obviously, you know, there's going to be the trial. I mean, there's just so many of these things. There's just going to be like a flood over time that we're just going to see and trickle. And I mean, there's even some that I know I'm missing. And, uh, you know, obviously, sorry about that in advance. Uh, but, you know, I know there's a lot of news and some of it just, it just, it, it flows past me and through me. Um, but, you know, I try to do my best. Um, we got one more, and like I said, it's not any better, but you know the time. You know I gotta freshen up. <laughs> Ooh, baby. That's what I got from Yahoo News slash Associated Press. Killer who stabbed four students to death still at large. Um, also, potentially adding killers. I didn't think about that until I read this article. Um, <coughs> but um, four students of the University of Idaho um, were killed. They were stabbed. And a... It was like a... It, it wasn't a house on campus but it was a house that was like directly adjacent and these were all campus kids um and let's see the town is moscow idaho uh let's see let's see if i can find the names here and i'd be scrolling and missing them sometimes um let's see the victims were identified as ethan chapin a 20-year-old from Conway, Washington, Madison Mogan, a 21-year-old from Coyur D'Aline, D'Aline, Idaho, Zana Kernodal, 20, from Avondale, Arizona, and Kaylee Goncalves, 21, from Rathdrum, Idaho. Um... Authorities have not described which of the victims lived in the home. So I'm pretty sure, though, from what I've gleaned from other sources, that it is like a girl's like house. Um, I think uh, Chapin is like a boyfriend of one of the girls. Um, but essentially, they were stabbed in the home. Two, they were like of the four there were like two different parties one was at a food truck which i found out reading this article was in a live stream like a twitch live stream and they're seen chatting hanging out and then they go home and then the other two go i believe like someplace like downtown in the city and then come back home and you know then at some point I believe like early morning this all takes place and potentially the killer or killers um, do the stabbing and then it's reported. And I believe like the door was open. There were like 
it didn't look like there was any kind of forced entry, I'm I'm thinking. Um, or at least from you know, from what I'm recalling. And um so and also something that I learned too is some context about Moscow, Idaho. This is definitely one of those towns that's like a small town and this is like a small, cozy little campus type thing. I, there's been like no homicides for like a really long time. So you like have your door unlocked. You, you potentially like are going to leave your keys in the car, heat your shit up, yada, yada, yada. Johnny go lucky type vibes, right? Um, now, it's not said whether or not that, that plays into this. They haven't even like there's no suspects that they've come out with. And I think it's believed that they don't know. Um, like they don't have any like concrete like concrete leads, but they are saying that this is an isolated event, so that people shouldn't be like freaking out. But it's I don't know. It's excuse me. In advance, maybe a little bit. There we go. Um, <laughs> little, little little ripple there. I don't know. This is a, a very, I don't want to say interesting, but it's just, you know, <clears throat> the knife, that's definitely, I feel like something that's, I don't know, that, that you got to know, you would think you would know these people, but then it's like, my first thing is like, well, how do you know this isn't like, especially with this person being at large, how do you not know this isn't someone else? Um, but I mean, they seem certain to know that this is an isolated event, but they haven't released any other information. Now, in terms of the town, in terms of, like, campus, they're letting people, like, go early for, like, Thanksgiving break. Um, so, like, a lot of, like, students left, um, you know, kind of did their holiday stuff early. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely a really sad situation. It's sad to see, just comparing these two, um, it can be a gun, it can be a knife. Obviously... I mean, this doesn't, in my opinion, change any kind of, like, gun regulation conversations. I, I, I still don't think you need an AR. I mean, whether or not people are getting killed with whatever fucking utensil, I don't think that changes that. You want to try to minimize damage. Um, but it's just sad that these things feel so inevitable. Like, there's no amount of policing. There's no amount of security. There's no amount of regulation, it feels like. And it's just one of those cruel reminders at how scary the world is. And um, I definitely don't want to do the thing where people go, well, how scary the world is these days. Because I don't think it's a these days thing. Um, you know, I think the world's always been scary. And I just think you get reminders throughout your life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once again, not the brightest of stories and, and things to talk about today but i appreciate you hanging out with me you know listening to me blah 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 poorly tell news if you will um but if you don't think i'm doing so poor poorly if you don't think i'm doing so poorly <laughs> and you'd like to help and help out the cause that is isaiah's new stand um, I do have a Patreon that you can donate to. You can become a member, become a newsie. Um, essentially, $5 will get you access to bonus content, so like bonus episodes. Then I also have a page, or I have a, I have a Discord, 
Uh, I am trying to get that going. You know, it, it, we're trying to get that off the ground. I'd like to, maybe it's something that I'm, I'm working towards in a, in a long distant future. This is like a utopian thinking, but I, I want to have a community of people talking. I think that shit's cool. And I want to have that for, for me. Yeah, I said it. Um, but yeah, just, uh, it's a discord that comes with the, uh, Patreon. Then also you get a shout out. So once a month I shout out all the newsies. And um, I potentially will talk about some news you want to talk about. You can shoot me a line on something. Or you just want me to, like, shout out some extra stuff. Give you extra plugs, dude. I'm, I'm down. You know, let's network. Let's, like, link and build, fam. Um, let's see. The free ways you can contact me or the pod, whatever. Um, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And um, I am always online, so you can find me. I got a Facebook. I got a Twitter. I got a Tumblr. You just look at me. You look up the um, the podcast. You'll find one of us. I'm sure of it. Um, but yeah, hopefully I uh, see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah.